Welcome to Dating in Dubai, an expat expose on what dating really looks like for singles in the Middle East, hosted by your dating guru, me, Christiana Matchin. Hello, and welcome back to the Dating in Dubai podcast. Oh my goodness, we have a very, I wouldn't say old, is it old friend or just a past friend? I would say old friend, yeah. Old friend. So first, let's introduce our guest. Guest, please give us your name, nationality, age, number of years in the UAE, and your current working title. Okay, amazing. I'm Alex. I am single. That was one of the questions, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Add that in. <laughs> And I've been in I've been in the UAE for five years now, but I was in Kuwait prior to that for two. So I kind of think of it as like, you know, the Middle East chunk for seven yeah. years. And um, I run my own business. I'm an entrepreneur, so I run a online um, mindfulness community. Mm-hmm. Name, give it to us. My name? No, oh, the name the of the name business of the company. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mindful Life Practice. Mindful Life Practice. And so Alex and I know each other from Abu Dhabi and we actually started out both in education. Yeah. And now we're both entrepreneurs. It's amazing. Running our own <laughs> things here. And we were just having this brief conversation before here talking about that the UAE or the Middle East is is an inspiring place to live because I know that I wouldn't have the business I have now as a dating coach, a matchmaker, breakup specialist, all of this without being here. Totally. totally. And yeah, so then you share the same sentiments. And same for me. I was thinking when I first got into my work, so I do a lot of work in sobriety and I didn't realize until a little bit into it, like I'm the one of the only people in the Middle East that is doing this kind of sober Mm -hmm. um, influencing. And that's really unique. And when you look at North America or Europe, there's so many people who are doing this kind of work. So it's, it's really cool to be here. Yeah, and, and also, like, I mean, we feel like pioneers, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm in the dating space. You're in the sobriety, mindful life space, and I love it. And honestly, Alex, I was saying this uh, in my stories today. I was like, you have inspired me in so many Aww. ways. Like, right now, I'm choosing to be alcohol-free. And, no, I just, I, I love what you're doing, and I think it's, it's different. Like, I, I grew up in New York where, gosh, uh, this is sad, sad to say, probably, but like at 12 years old, you're getting wasted on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And that's just a continued pattern that has happened throughout my life. And I really decided to go alcohol free when I started building the business. And I had left education, left uh, consulting and education, and basically was just thinking to myself every time I would go out or drink, because at that moment, I didn't have like a set schedule where you wake up at seven in the yeah. morning, you get home at this time, whatever. And I would catch myself going out, getting drunk, and then not being able to function at the highest possible, I guess, uh, functionality that I could have the next day. And when you are running your own business, starting your own business, you're the only person that you answer to. Totally. So you need to like set those boundaries. And I said for myself, I was like, right now I'm going to choose to be alcohol free so I can totally focus on this part of my life. It's amazing. And how long have you been alcohol-free now? It's been a couple months, right? I'm bad. I had a drink this week. It's okay. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm, I'm choosing to be. I actually, I've been doing it pretty well for two months. I've had a couple times where it's I was amazing. like at a friend's house and it was like a barbecue and you're like, oh, I'll have one, fine, yeah. or I'll have a few. And no, but I think that I like being alcohol-free. 
Mm -hmm. I do. And it's this weird thing because one of my other friends here, he also chooses to be alcohol free. He doesn't say, say the word sober, but he's like, when I go out, I choose to not drink. And he's very much into health and fitness and all of this. And we had a conversation like, gosh, had it been like a week ago at this point, we went to dinner. And I was just saying that I love the control that I have over it. Is it is that weird to say? It makes, or? No, it makes total sense. Okay. And then it's like control over your life too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And like what I find is when I was drinking, like I would start drinking at like 7 p.m. And yes. that's like literally hours of your day that you could be working, you could be accomplishing more. 1,000%. Like, so when in my first year uh, or second year or so where I actually worked on writing a book and I always think to myself, I would have never done that when I was drinking because mm-hmm. – you know, the hangovers, the drinks, the you just can't think clearly. And like, so you just get so much time back. And then also, yeah, control. I love that. Yeah. And so I did say like, I did, I'm not going to call this slip up because it's th- things that I'm choosing to do. Yeah. Right. And no, so I, I did go out this week and I, I decided to have a drink. And then the next day, I was very mad at myself. And I was like, why did I do that? Because I know I have so much more control that I don't need to do that. But, you know, and then it's just, I'm sure, you know, the ups and the downs, you'll figure it out and have like a good path. But I was saying to you that I'm going to a brunch this weekend. But I've been to many brunches, many house parties where actually I choose not to drink. And I don't know if it's like this weird thing inside me is that when I see other people like drinking and getting like really like out of hand, I have like this weird thing inside me that's like, Oh, I'm not that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, is it bad to say that? No. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> and then I just feel so good about, it reminds me why I don't do it, right? Because mm-hmm. I used to be like that. And when you see um, people just, you know, I, I feel for them because I'm like, I was in that place and I'm so mm-hmm. happy to not be anymore. Totally. And, and exactly what you were saying in terms of time, mm-hmm. you gain so much time. And it also, time, but also a healthier sleep. Like for me, I was never really a good sleeper. And then when I stopped the drinking, I'm, I sleep so well now. And it's just like a, it's that rejuvenation button, right? When you actually get eight hours of sleep every yeah. night and you wake up refreshed, ready to take on the day, no matter like kind of like what hour you wake up, then you maximize every minute, every hour in that totally. day to accomplish everything that you want. Totally, totally. Yeah. Okay, wait. So this is the Dating in Dubai podcast. So let's get into <laughs> dating. So Alex, you have, you dated in Kuwait, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're going to get into that in the comparison between Kuwait and UAE. But originally you're from? Toronto. Toronto. Okay. Yeah. In Toronto, were you dating as well? Let's talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I, I. When I was in Canada, I was actually living in Kingston, which is like three hours outside of Toronto. So mm-hmm. I grew up in Toronto, but then, you know, went away for five years to university. And so the last time I was living in Toronto, I was like in high school. So I don't really <laughs> think like dating there. That doesn't, uh, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> um, but yeah, God, I've been dating for how long now? 10 years? <laughs> 29. And uh, yeah, so dating in Kuwait, dating in the UAE. Tell me more about dating in Kuwait. What was like the main mode of dating? Was it dating apps? Was it just meeting people? Yes. I'm trying to think. Dating apps, but you know, in Kuwait, they're, so Kuwait's alcohol free, right? Yes. Which at that point in my life, I wasn't sober. So I was like, this is horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And so it's it's a really interesting community because if you want to get into the drinking, you kind of have to get into like these underground scenes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people that I met in Kuwait was either like through the gym or through yoga or if I was at like these underground parties. So I actually only think I ever dated one person that I met on a dating app there. I think everyone else that I dated I met in like the gym in particular um, or at an underground party. Okay. But it was a really, really interesting place because people – I always think I'm like, I wonder if I would have a different experience now being sober. But mm-hmm. I just remember everyone there. It was like this general thing of like we don't want to be here, you know. Mm. Like we all want to be somewhere else. We all want to be in Dubai or Abu Dhabi or home or like on a trip. Like no one really seemed to want to be in Kuwait. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was affected by me also just being like, well, this sucks that I can't drink. <laughs> yeah, know? maybe. Yeah. yeah. You probably always had that in the back of your mind or probably thinking, I'm never going to stay here. So why even commit? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And people were just coming and going. And um, I got into a pretty serious relationship towards the end of my time in Kuwait. And then we were constantly like escaping together, like always, you know, getting out and going on a trip and going on the next thing. And I think our relationship in a way was like my escape from everything happening mm. there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so UAE dating I found was really different because people here love living here and are like happy to be here. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that stay here like for a very long time. And so, um, yeah, it was a different experience here than there. Okay. So then you lived here for five years and did you have any serious relationships or just dating or how did that go for you? Yes. So I was dating my first couple years here, and that was when I was, like, really partying. Mm -hmm. And then when I got sober, it was really interesting because I felt when I was first becoming sober that no one would ever want to, like, date me again or be with me. And this is totally has to do with, like, the people that we surround ourselves with. We think that that is then reality right Mm -hmm. so I think because I'm like this hardcore partier I think that everyone else drinks like me and no one is ever no one in the world is sober which is like a total lie Mm -hmm. um and the first person I went out with when I went alcohol free he said to me you're set up on a date by my um a a parent in my class I was still a teacher at this (laughs) point set us up and he had he said to me like I think it's a red flag that you're sober and I took that so to heart of like you know, everyone's going to think this about me. No one's going to want to go out with me. And um, and that, in reality, I just realized, like, you know, he was out drinking until 8 a.m. the night before our date. So, like, obviously it just wasn't a match. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then in my first year sober, I, I did have a serious relationship for a year. So right after that guy, then I met someone that I was with for a long time. And, uh, and then the pandemic hit and I didn't date at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so that's interesting that you say that in terms of you felt no one no one was going to be with you. Yeah. But the fact that this guy said that it's a red flag that you're sober, he obviously isn't in the right space mm-hmm. to even, I guess, allow that into his life. And I mean, so this is the first time you ever met and this is what he said to your face. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he was trying to convince me to drink with him and I was 21 that, days that, sober. That I don't like. Yeah. Uh-huh. I was 21 days sober. It was like a massive deal that I had gotten to that point. Yes. And I felt like it was very brave of me to even go on a date. And mm-hmm. I remember the week that we were set up, I was like panicking about it. I was like, how do I tell this guy that I don't drink? And I finally told him and I 
really downplayed it like I was like oh yeah I'm kind of doing like dry January but it's May type of thing because like, I don't want to say like you know I'm uh-huh. I'm planning on being sober for the rest of my life and mm-hmm. um once I, I found that I really had to say to him like look I have an issue with drinking and I can't just have one and I I felt like I had to convince him of my sobriety um and mm-hmm. then I was so worried that he wouldn't want to go out with me again and we, oh but he's not a match I know I get out of here no yeah mm-hmm. we had we had three dates and then he ghosted me and uh oh my god actually I still follow him on social media and <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a girlfriend now that he's been with for a long time and he posted an Instagram story the other day of them being out until 6 a.m. partying. And I was like, oh, my God. That Could is you my imagine nightmare. Your life? That is my nightmare. So it's also interesting um, now, like, choosing to not drink. But, like, I, I still go out. You will see me yeah. at a party, 4 in the morning. We were out in the desert the other the other month. Gosh, I didn't get home till 7 in the morning. It's amazing. But I was, like, I was sober. I was just there having fun with people, that. enjoying myself. I mean, the next day I slept more than I should. But anyway, but at least it wasn't like I was I was hungover. Um, but I think that people assume you don't you can't go out or do, quote yeah. unquote, fun things if you're not drinking. But it's really just a reflection on themselves. And Absolutely. maybe they can't mm-hmm. do that without drinking. Like I was talking to someone the other day. And um, we were just talking about things. And I was, I was like, still invite me places. Like, I want to go. Like, yeah. I can still go to a bar. I still go to a house party. I just don't need to drink alcohol. I can just have soda water, which is what I have been doing. But now in the UAE, there are so many more options. So many. For t- to be sober here. And I love, love, love that they're introducing it into so many different restaurants. They're having a sober brunch for Christmas. Yeah. But... Not only that, it's because we do live in the Middle East, right? There are many options for mocktails. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think it's weird to order a mocktail or soda water on a date. If anything, they should appreciate it. It's going to be half the bill. <laughs> <laughs> so they should true. be like, this trick is awesome. That's so true. And she doesn't eat after 7 p.m. What? She's going to feed her water all the time. It's <laughs> so true. But tell me more about the relationship that you were in before the pandemic. How did you guys meet? And yes, what happened with that? Yeah, so kind of an interesting story because I was um so I was teaching part-time yoga um around the city in Abu Dhabi before I was running my business full-time and I actually met him I worked with him at, okay at a at a gym and uh yeah it was uh-huh. <laughs> do I know this person you can tell me after don't say his name on the pod <laughs> yeah, you definitely know him okay for sure uh-huh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we were together for a year, and I mean, I thought it was serious, Mm. (laughs) and it turns out that it was, um, it was not a very healthy relationship in that, uh, he was with other people that I wasn't aware of at the time, and I just got chills. Yeah, it was pretty horrible actually, um, and I've actually been single since then because I find it so hard. To, I mean, it was a great thing that happened to me because I think prior to being with him, I took everyone for how they presented themselves to me, if mm. that makes sense. And after I've been with him, I mean, I, I'm way more protective of my energy and my space and I'm way more mindful, but I see a red flag in like every person and I don't know if they're really oh, there or if I'm just like yeah. a bit traumatized. Probably but, traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's interesting that you say that because when I do work like with my clients, I do tell them like take everybody at face value. I do. And the reason why I say this is because I really truly believe there are some good humans out there and the lies always come out. They do. And it might take some time, but the lies do come out. But to take people at face value and but I'm sure that's really hard for you after going through that experience. And what kind of things are you doing to, I guess, heal from that? to heal from it well um i wrote a book in mm-hmm. in 2020 which uh will be coming out soon inshallah Lovely. hopefully inshallah and it's, <laughs> it's interesting because i actually originally wrote the book and it was almost done all the edits were almost done and then i found out it was like a year later when the whole truth came out of like what was actually going on while we were together and so i ended up kind of rewriting parts of the book Mm. and it was so oh my god it was so healing like I say to anyone like if you are processing trauma writing is like the um it helped me so much you know it's interesting that you say that because when I do take people through my coaching program I say to them I'm like the most important thing to do like when you are ready like to date right is to journal after the date but to journal black and white facts Okay, because it's I think either you do this where you put up the walls and you name every single red flag that's wrong with this person. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe that he sneezed and didn't say God bless you. Like, you know, (laughs) and you're just like, I hate him so much. Or you do the opposite of the emotional masturbation where you're like, oh, my gosh, he's amazing. We're going to get married. Oh, we're going to live in Jumeirah. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Where it's like journal the facts black and white after a date we went here we did this i like when he did this oh i was a little off about this and then you keep that for when you date and let's say things are going well you have that record oh my gosh wow he's so great let's say things don't go well then you go back and you go oh this is exactly what was happening these are the patterns i see in myself and what i choose in a partner and i think that that's really important to do but and and you went through it with your book and it, mm-hmm. you felt like it was really, is it releasing, healing, all of that? 100%. What's, yeah. what's the name of the book? The book is called Sober Yoga Girl. Yeah, my <laughs> favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when does it come out? Do we know yet? Honestly, I don't know. I have okay. spent a lot of time speaking to publishing houses and literary agents this year and Uh it has been so hard (laughs) it is and so I might end up just self-publishing I'm thinking and I I have a self-published book do you yeah yeah, I'll I'll walk you through it yeah that would be amazing in the UAE I published it really yeah the children's book oh yeah (laughs) Toby and the Falcon (laughs) right oh yes (laughs) yeah so we'll we'll talk about that after the show yeah amazing you can do it definitely and um okay so you have decided that you're not going to date anybody or you just it's not fitting into your schedule well okay so i just got back from two months in bali and i any romance there was some romance yay i love a holiday (laughs) romance (laughs) yeah yeah um well so my i have a psychic Everyone does. I mean, if if you don't, I don't know what what you're doing in your life. <laughs> and he has told me that I'm going to meet someone special in November for the past few years. And so I was in oh. Bali in November. So I was like, okay, I'm going to open up to this. I'm going to explore it. And I went on a few a few dates. And the people there are really really interesting because mm-hmm. everyone who's there is like, right now, it's it's 
you can only get in if you're like living there long term. And so people are digital nomads. There's lots of entrepreneurs. So many people in Bali yeah. right now. There really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was really cool. Like everyone that I talked to was very much like, um, you know, I'm working on myself. I'm interested in spirituality, mm-hmm. which was super cool. And also my dating life has changed a lot because you know, back when I first got sober, I wasn't really open about it on social media. And now it's become so much of who I am, right? It's it's your son. It's my what? Your son, S-U-N. Like, S-U-N. like ev- everything revolves around it. Yes, yeah, totally. It's, it's your son. It's So sober yoga girl, that's your son. A hundred percent. And so it's on my like Tinder profile that I'm sober. Mm-hmm. It's on my Instagram. And so people will just steer clear of me if that's not the right fit for them. Like I actually met a guy But it's on... better. You're weeding out totally. the time wasters. And I, oh, we'll go over it in a second, but yeah. So totally. Me. So mm-hmm. I met this guy on the plane coming into Bali and he was like flirting with me and chatting with me for like most of the plane ride. And then he asked for my number and I gave him my number. He's like, oh, I'm having a party tomorrow night. It was like right before Halloween. He's like, I'll invite you. And mm-hmm. I gave him my WhatsApp and my, but my WhatsApp is business. So it says like sober yoga girl, Host was, you know, and I hadn't said to him I was sober, but I never heard from him. And I was like, oh, he totally just wanted, you know, me to come get drunk at his party. And mm-hmm. it was good because it's like, you know, oh, you didn't hear from him. Never heard from him after he took my WhatsApp. And so it's I think okay. He saw he I wasn't was sober. the right person. Totally. Yeah. And um, so, so the reason why I bring this up is because I tell people on the dating apps, you have to be clear, concise, mm-hmm. fun, light, but who you are. And at the end, you need to basically put like your dating goals. Either I'm looking for my goal is to meet blah, blah, blah. Because if you're serious about having a long-term relationship with someone, why would you want to, quote unquote, pretend that you're not actually interested in a committed relationship or things about you that you think other people might not find attractive, but that's who you are. Yeah. The point of a dating app is to actually meet in person. So when I see these profiles of filtered photos photoshop photos photos from 10 years ago uh photos from 10 pounds ago i'm like but you're gonna meet them in person and they're gonna be like so true oh it's not the same person that i swiped on or matched with or whatever so i say be you nobody is youer than you like that's the whole point so do you think you don't think it's too much if i put on my profile like i am looking for a serious relationship um i'll I'll tell you how to write it okay and in a different way because, and like we said, then you weed out the time wasters. Yeah. And so I don't really like using the words I'm looking for because I think okay. that whenever you look for something, you don't find it. Like when you lose your car keys, you're like, ah, oh, then you can't find it for like 10 minutes. <laughs> then you're like, fine, I'll give up. Yeah. And then they're right there. And you're like, oh, I knew they were there. <laughs> um, I like saying my goal is to blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, so that, like, there are some people that put on their profiles just looking for fun, just looking for this or whatever. I actually, it's interesting because I go back and forth with this, but I think if you're actually looking for a serious, committed relationship, it's important to put on your profile in the last bit. Uh, My goal is to be with someone who is blank, 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 blank. Okay. And then this is based on, like, when... Like when I work with people, their compatibility code, we customize it and then we put in those little attributes that they want in a person. But obviously, like it's not like I'm looking for this, I want that. Like it's something fun and light. And then if somebody's reading your bio and they say that or they see that and let's say they're already married, (laughs) which happens a lot in the UAE. Yeah, they're already married. My ex. Oh, there you go. Or, or they're just they're here for a good time, not a long time or they're just here on holiday. Mm -hmm. you know then it weeds out those time wasters because i've actually noticed too when building my own business and you tell me if you feel the same 
I have zero time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have zero time. So if I'm actually going to go on a date with somebody, it's some somebody who I deem could be a special person in my life, whether that's romantic, friendship, business. Totally. And that's yeah, probably one of the reasons why I don't date as much is mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of that, because I don't want to end up wasting my time. Yeah. Well, wasting your time. And then also, like, I, I say no to lots of things now. Like I and it's just because I think about all that time that I could have had. Like I went to a birthday uh, brunch the other day and listen, it was a drunk brunch, whatever. Music was too loud. You can't even talk to one another. And that's fine. Um, but like I went and I wasn't drinking and I, I went to go say hi to like the birthday girl, hang out with her. And I spent two hours there when I got home. I was driving in my, my car home and I was like, oh, that's two hours. I could have been doing that. <laughs> And I feel so bad, but it's like when you can't have a conversation with anybody, everybody's drinking and you're mm-hmm. just there. It's so loud. The music, the food is not good. You're like, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. So Bali guy, you never heard of him, but you did have a romance. I did have a little romance. Well, yeah. Tell us. <laughs> um. So I met someone. I actually went to his yoga class and mm. then... He, I, Bali is so small. Like I was in Ubud, which is, you know, it's tiny and everyone there is like a yoga teacher and they're on like a little spiritual <laughs> uh, thing or a digital nomad. And so I went out for coffee with a friend who actually was, she's Egyptian and raised in the UAE and mm. I really like her. We connected through, um, I was trying to book her venue a long time ago, pre-pandemic for a retreat. And then we've just like stayed friends since then. And so I was spending a lot of time with her there and we were out for coffee and he was in the same cafe and then he said to her oh i really like who's mm-hmm. that girl i want to meet her uh and so yeah so we went on a few dates and he is you're beaming <laughs> <laughs> you should literally i'm sure you can hear her smile through the microphone my goodness <laughs> he's, uh, yeah he's, he's pretty cool but the, the, the problem with this is my thing is like I thought that I wanted to date a yoga person, you know, because I'm a yoga person. And then, you know, I'm leaving. I'm going back to Bali after Christmas. So I'm just here for back in the UAE for a few weeks. The okay. amazing thing about, you know, my business is that it's fully online. And so I can mm-hmm. do it wherever. And but I sort of envision myself being back and forth because one of the problems about Bali is that there is a long quarantine. So I can't really bring groups there, whereas here Mm -hmm. I can run yoga retreats. No problem. And um, so anyway, I am planning on going back. But he was very much like, you know, when I was leaving, he's like, oh, you know, we'll just see what happens. I, I'm not attached. Nah, nah, nah. And oh, I just, he's one of those yogis. Yes. <laughs> not even attached to whether he's going to have coffee tomorrow morning. He doesn't. Yeah. He came to, he came to Bali with like a backpack. He doesn't oh, even can't. like have shoes. You Alex, know what I mean? I like, can't. Oh my gosh. That would be my nightmare. I'd be like, where is your Ramawa suitcase now? <laughs> Why are you traveling with one pair of underwear? I'm confused. <laughs> so I'm wondering if, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, my perfect match would be like this sober yoga person. And then I actually met him and I've been thinking a bit about maybe because mm-hmm. I'm so, you know, 
I'm so kind of spiritual and whatever. And I wonder if I actually need someone who can be a bit more grounded and actually like has some possessions and like maybe a career, like not a uh, career, but like, no, no, a, you know a what career. I mean? No, like, like, like a business yeah. that they're building. And that doesn't mean he has to go to the office nine to five. Mm-hmm. You have your own business and you're nomadic. Totally. In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually, it's so funny because I really thought my whole life, okay, I'm going to be with somebody who works in finance, who's yeah. either eye banking, private equity, this or that. And the more and more that I'm entering this space of entrepreneurship and building your own thing, I appreciate when I meet somebody who owns their own business, is an entrepreneur, has done it from the ground up. Oh my gosh, I find that so incredibly attractive. Yeah, me too. And I love Mm -hmm. being able to talk to people about business. Yes. It's it's so inspiring yeah and i actually i always thought that i would end up with somebody who like came from like family money and whatever and was just given funny given their life and that we would live this life and if i were back in new york gosh i would have three kids by now yeah i'd be married three kids no job just doing kid stuff Wow. (laughs) but no i'm so happy that i live this life now because i'm so in control of what i want i know exactly what I need and like the path that I'm taking and I'm so happy I'm actually doing it on my own yeah and and it builds so much character Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like to say character I think it's a funnier word (laughs) it builds so much more and then also like us as business owners like we bring so much to the table it's like when I when I do go out on a date with a guy I need to know okay what have you accomplished what can we build together Mm-hmm. and not like what can i get from this what can we build together yeah totally and it's a different mindset because a lot of people here might have the other mindset what can you give me what what can you provide where it's like nope let's think about it in this wow in this that's so true and that was like for me for a long time that was my when i was drinking my idea was I was like I always knew I wanted to do this yoga thing but I didn't think that I could do it on my own so Mm -hmm. I was looking at people totally as what can you provide how can you support me so that I can follow this dream and the fact that I've been able to do it all on my own and it hasn't been easy like Mm -hmm. I have no idea what I'm doing most of the time (laughs) but that's that's what's great though is that you figure it out totally oh my gosh and And the tenacity that builds inside you like I'm gonna make it happen Mm -hmm. like yeah it's great totally So you're only here for a couple weeks and then you go back? Yeah. So I'm kind of, um, so I, I don't really know what I'm doing because my business is UAE based. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm right now my residence visa is expiring. And so I'm thinking about renewing my visa and keeping the business here and then just kind of going back and forth between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, like I tried to launch retreats for next year and no one's booked on because there's a 14 day quarantine to get into Indonesia so it's like there's no way that someone could just come for like a vacation yeah not not somebody that has that's tied to a job totally who can pay for it yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you got to think about that (laughs) totally whereas like here I can you know so I'm doing a retreat in January and I'm doing a weekend retreat and I know that it will book out because you know I was doing retreats here before and they were all full and so it's just I've been thinking a little bit about like kind of having a bit of a life between two because there's Mm -hmm. also beauty and like I love being in nature and I love being in the jungle and I love being surrounded by that spirituality but then being back here and like seeing the Burj Khalifa you know I'm like I like this so I think my life will end up being like um kind of between both but that's good and it's interesting I was um with my friend the other day and I was showing him the next uh, place that I want to move into 
and he was like oh wow that that's a really high rent are you gonna buy it or rent it i was like i don't want to buy property anywhere actually because i just want to have the ability to go boop okay you know i'm gonna stay here for six months here for two months here for three months totally and live my life that way totally once uh toby the poodle my little baby once he kicks it but (laughs) (laughs) how old is your dog he's 12 in february (laughs) little bugger but i love him (laughs) (laughs) all right so you're still on the market i am yes okay and please tell us the main modes how do we find you on instagram tell us more about your website things like this we can get in touch and if y'all are in dubai maybe you can book out in january for your retreat so tell us more yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at Alex McRobs. Mm-hmm. I my community is called the Mindful Life Practice. So the Mindful Life Practice on Instagram, mindfullifepractice.com. And that's where you can book my yoga. So I do regular Zoom yoga every day and then also yoga teacher trainings, yoga retreats. I also do sober coaching. So if you're curious mm-hmm. about starting a sober lifestyle and don't know where to start, um, I work one-on-one. I work in groups with that. And we're actually doing a 30-day Sober Curious Yoga Challenge starting in January, which is a great time to start. And uh, where else? Sober Yoga Girl podcast is my podcast. And uh, awesome. need to have you on the show as yeah, well. Yeah, we'll do Be it. Be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, Alex, I want to thank you so much, not only for sharing more about you, your business, sobriety, but also dating. I know it's not easy to hop on and talk about yeah. former lovers. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank you so much. Honestly, I was nervous because I was like, this is like, I've done quite a few podcasts, but all mm-hmm. of them have just been like, okay, tell me your sober story. Yeah, and yeah. this one to me, to be like, talk about people I went out with. <laughs> and guess what? I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Dating in Dubai, and we will see you next Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Dating in Dubai podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening on. Follow me on all social platforms, including YouTube, at christiana.matchin. For dating solutions such as dating profile makeovers, date coaching, and much more, see me at services.christianamatchin.com. And we will see you next Tuesday for your dose of dating in Dubai.